Welcome to the Hidden Potential Podcast. I'm your host, Homer Hargrove, and today we're going to be talking about how to handle criticism. In this episode, at the end, I'm going to give you three takeaways to be able to help you apply it directly into your leadership. And every single week, we come at you with good content to be able to help you practically and mentally to tap into your hidden potential. Let's get started with a big thought, and that is... One thing that comes with the role of being a leader is being heavily criticized and you become the focal point of the organization with this kind of fishbowl effect. And some people will feel no hesitation in voicing their disagreements on how you handle certain things. While many aspiring leaders expect some type of criticism for the role, I think that many are surprised by who ends up getting upset, what they're upset about, and how they go about voicing those things they're upset about, their criticisms. And in this episode, I'm going to get to unpack some clearer expectations for you that that can ha- help you, that you can have as a leader when it comes to criticism. And I'm going to show you how to filter it, uh, filter those criticisms in a healthy way. And at the end, I'm going to share my thoughts on how to, to how you should respond, some best practices for these kinds of instances. And the reason that this is so important to talk about is because there's so many leaders who end up getting blindsided by by certain situations, by certain types of criticisms. And it's easy to respond out of emotion in a way that doesn't necessarily positively reflect your leadership. But we're all human, but it seems like in that moment, we're not allowed to be human. When you're prepared for it, it helps you respond better to it. Or even worse, what happens is many leaders can get overwhelmed at the criticism and to the point where they end up giving up on the role that they were actually great at. And so let's get started with the the first thought, which is, I just didn't know. I love when my daughter tells me that. Uh, I'll get after her and say, hey, you're not supposed to do that. She say, well, I just didn't know. And as a leader, there's certain things that we just don't know, especially at the beginning. And when I first became a senior pastor for our church by planting the church, I anticipated a level of criticism. I mean, it's kind of like I had a little bit to expect from when I was a youth pastor, but I anticipated it to be about things that no one ended up caring about. I thought that people would care about X, Y, and Z, and I was like really trying to make sure that, that this was good. No one ended up caring about the things that I felt like actually mattered, but the pushback that I received was often for stuff that I genuinely thought wasn't a big deal or that I really thought was trivial or straight out dumb. I thought that a lot of the criticism was just dumb. And just to give a couple of examples, like people had had a problem with me being too young. And keep in mind, the people that had a problem with me being too young was not people older than me. It was the people that were the same age as me. I had people twice the age of me that loved the ministry, that were that were glad to be a part and that were super respectful. But the people that had a problem with my age were the people that were the same age and had a problem because at the end of the day, they wanted to be the person speaking, not me. I had people uh, that had problems with what version Bible I was using. Even the name of our church. There's... It was, uh, there's problems with who was allowed to attend our church, where we were having church. And the list could go on and on. And honestly, it was, it was things that I just really thought 
no one would have a problem with. And none of what was actually criticized was I felt like was things that actually mattered like did I actually misrepresent the gospel message? Did I did I misrepresent the kingdom of God? Did I do any of that? See, I didn't get that kind of criticism, but it was often the harshest ones were the most trivial things. So with that being said, I got to say that the best advice I can give you is to guard your heart by knowing that there is constructive criticism. And that comes from people that either care about you or care about the ministry or the mission. And that there's that that kind of criticism can be so healthy. And I feel like there, most of the times, if you have a, a, a any, any any sense of a genuine heart, you can know when it's authentic or not when they're coming from a good place. So there's that that good, healthy, constructive criticism. And then there's the other kind of criticism that is really just people talking trash because they think that they're uh, that they would be better at doing it. That they that it's those people that often think that they're more superior than others, that they're smarter than everybody else, and they spend their time casting judgment on those whose role they're jealous of. There's a lot of people like that, but in reality, it's not that many people. It's just they seem so much louder than all the seemingly normal people. And I got to say that I notice that the people who often have the sharpest and most frequent criticisms, the harshest criticisms of, of people who are in ministry are often people who don't do any ministry themselves. They're complaining about people who are bringing others to Christ while bringing no one to Christ themselves. Again, just some food for thought, but... Uh, I'm talking about two scopes of people. Again, there's good, healthy, constructive criticism, criticism, and then there's people who are just talking trash. And now that you, now that we can grasp that, to guard our heart, that there is going to be whatever level of criticism that you think you're expecting, know that there's going to be more, and it's going to be stuff that you probably don't expect. So, in a sense, expect some to be surprised by the criticism. Now that we know that, let's talk about now you know. Now you know what to expect to some degree. But let's also talk about when you receive criticism. How do you diagnose good, healthy criticism? How do you go about it? See, once you realize that not every voice is necessarily a voice that you need to take too seriously, consider what people are saying and perceiving from your leadership. Don't let that one person that's talking trash convince you that everybody else feels that way too. But if there's someone that is, uh, when someone shares something to you one-to-one, one-on-one with you, and they're, they're doing it in that, that healthy, constructive way, you should consider the weight of what they're saying and consider it in your mind and your heart. I think sometimes as leaders, we can be ambitious and we think like, oh, well, that's not how it is. That's just wrong. Oh, people, uh, No one should think of it like that because that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I meant. But if someone is telling you from a genuine heart, you should consider it. For me, there's, uh, early on in my leadership, there's, there's times where uh, I would be too coarse or I'd be too... Uh, uh, open mouthed. <laughs> For example, uh, I remember there's one instance where it's like this Thanksgiving potluck thing with the church, and I, I was a youth pastor at the time, and I was just I, I was just normally a person that cuts up, especially when I was younger, 
And I was just cutting up his, and I was just making comment about like, I think it was like green beans or mashed potatoes or something. Again, this is a potluck at a church. And I was like, I just don't like these mashed potatoes. I just don't like these green beans. I, um, this is good. This is good. But I just don't like this. And someone told me later, I was like, man, would you shut up? Like people made that for you. Someone made that and brought it and you're saying negative things about it. Think about how that would make them feel. And it was something real small, but I realized that I, I, this little moment where I didn't have discretion, it was something that could be a, a much bigger impact on somebody else's emotional state and how they perceive me. See, when it comes to ministry, you have to take seriously the way people perceive you because if you offend someone, especially if, if someone's brought it to your attention but you ignore it and you offend more people, you, you will most likely not be able to minister to that person later. It's hard to minister to an offended person. And so you are limiting yourself. And I, I've found that with most criticism, with most constructive criticism, it's usually only this two millimeter shift that we need to, to, to make in order to fix the situation. What that means is that it's just, it's just a hairline this way, but if you're like aiming down 200 yards and you're trying to uh, shoot the target, and making that two millimeter shift is all the difference to, to make a huge shift in the long run. And it's these little small adaptations in your leadership that you can make that will make you appear years ahead in maturity if you allow yourself to be open to that kind of constructive criticism, those two millimeter shifts. I mean, again, this one moment where someone's like, hey, you shouldn't openly say that you don't like somebody's food. That to me, that seems super small, but it was actually a, that little shift made a big difference in my leadership and how I was perceived by others. And to ignore the advice of people around you, you will position yourself as a leader who is self-absorbed or even ignorant. I mean, people around you, when they're given constructive criticism, they're genuinely trying to help you. To ignore it, you, you're, that's a foolish decision. You will appear to be a foolish leader. And you want to be a leader who is always trying to grow. Even if it is a small little shift, you want to grow. Now, let's talk about how we respond. This is where we're going to spend the bulk of the time for the rest of this episode, and that's how we should respond. Let them know. Let these people know how you feel about that criticism. See, I think that the way that we respond to criticism speaks the loudest, and it is not the opportunity. It, uh, sorry, let me back up. It is the opportunity to show either confidence, resolve, and maturity or the way you respond could show insecurity, ego, and immaturity. With any response that you give, you must know that it's not necessarily as to what you say, but how you say it. Not what you say, but how you say it. And whenever it is responding to someone that gave genuine feedback, let's start there. Someone who gives you genuine feedback, you should acknowledge their heart, acknowledge that they're trying to help you, and thank them for bringing it to your attention. Take time to consider whether or not you need to make any changes and it to, to what was said and decide whether or not you need to make a change uh, or not and then share that with them. Talk to them afterwards. Let them know that not only did you hear them the first time, but that you seriously considered it and thought about it, maybe even met with a couple people to talk about it with them. 
and tell them that you made a decision to either, if you're going to change it, thank you for bringing this to our attention. We can change things to make it better. Or if it's a decision to not change something, you could say, hey, I really appreciate how you brought this to our attention. But we, you know, we really thought about it. And the reason that we do it like this is, is for a reason. It's actually on purpose. And this is why. And simply share with them and explain it to them humbly. And, and you're able to help. Uh, you, what you end up doing is that you're you're showing appreciation for that feedback. You're you're uh, sharing with them that you're either working it out or why you're doing it in the first place. See, there's one. Here's an example for me. Um, with our church, we we always do a discussion time after the message, and there's been couple times throughout the years where someone would will end up being a part of our church, and it's usually. Uh, uh, ironically enough, it's usually someone that was raised in church, someone that is kind of like has a religious upbringing that does not like the discussion time that we have after the message. Everyone that's not used to going to church, they love it. But um, the last time that was brought up, it was a couple years ago, and someone was saying, I think that the discussion time is not good. That's It's a time waster and that that uh, we, too many things could happen, you know, blah, blah, blah. And is you know, there are reasons why not. And I, I appreciated their feedback because I'm going to take some time to, to pray about this, talk about it with our leadership team, and talk about it with our church and see how, how we really feel about this discussion time and if it's something that needs to be done or not. By the end of it, I, I felt so much more strongly when I heard everyone's feedback, when I really deep dive into why we're doing it, it what is it doing, it, it became to where we're not just doing it to do it, but we have a strong reason to why we do it now. And so just know that that any kind of feedback like that, even if you end up diving deeper, it helps you to give a better foundation to why you do something. And I, I thank them at the end and say, you know, I really appreciate you helping us to, to understand why we do this. But without a doubt, this is something that we have to do as a church. It, and it became a great, it gave a great reason and purpose to something that we did. And it was all because of someone's feedback. Now, their, their criticism. Now, let, let's, let's think about harsh criticism. What was the last thing you said to somebody that gave you some harsh criticism? Oh, let me tell you what I think about you. Yeah, There's one time where I was about to, uh, it was near the end of this uh, organization that I was working for, and we were doing this special event, and while we were doing this, the, the stalking and whatnot of this event, um, one of the other employees turned to me and said, you know, when you first started working here, I never really liked you. And I just kind of looked around, I was like, okay, <laughs> do you want me to tell you what I thought about you now? And it's so funny how people with harsh criticism, that the finger is always pointed at, at someone else and not really looking back at themselves. And whether someone, when someone gives you harsh criticism, whether they are in the wrong or not, no matter what, no matter whether they're right or not. You should respond with kindness. You should strive to respond with kindness. Remember, Jesus said to love those who hate you, right? <laughs> and even if you have nothing good to say back to them, simply say, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Oh, <laughs> you, you know, you don't, ha you don't want to give them any more pretend ammo to use against you. If you respond harshly back to harsh criticism, all that's going to happen is they're going to say, see, see, I knew it. And, and you, if you just hold yourself, give, give yourself some self-control and some patience, you, you're going to be helping yourself in the long run. And 
It isn't necessarily fair that you don't get to respond in the same harshness as they do, but it's it's one of the costs that come, that you give up when stepping into a leadership role. I mean, if you want to be a great leader, then you don't get to do everything that everybody else gets to do. And as an example, is receiving harsh criticism. Over the years, I've 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 gotten plenty of harsh criticism. I've had people uh, call me an idiot. I have no idea what I'm talking about. One time specifically, there was a guy that said he was going to shoot me. He was literally messaging me online and saying that. I'm going to shoot you next time I see you. The next time you come in my neighborhood, I'm, I have a gun. I'm going to shoot you. You better watch out. And you know what I said back to them? I said, I'm sorry that you feel that way. <laughs> see, that's like my go-to answer is like, I'm sorry that, that you feel that way. Good luck to you. And there's been plenty of times where people want to keep trying to fight. They keep wanting to, to argue or come at me. And I'll just respond the same way. I'm sorry that you feel that way. Good luck to you. And it, that's all you got to say sometimes. You don't need to engage in any more argument because what you end up doing is is sometimes those people are just outright crazy. Like they just got a crazy perception of the world, a crazy perception about themselves, and they just legit think that they're just they're a version of God, that they're God's hitman to take you out and that they're commissioned cuz they're just so right. And that kind of criticism if that kind of criticism it's like sometimes it's simply like an accusation respond with calmness you know that that that's crazy and if you try to argue with crazy you're going to just end up going crazy too you can tell them that their accusation is false but just know that you're probably not going to speak uh <laughs> uh they're they just know that they're not going to speak as nicely as you speak to them and be that as it may, like you don't like no matter if someone's being crazy to you, you don't need to put up with slander either. I'm telling you to be nice. I'm telling you that you don't need to keep engaging with it. But if they're like making some some slanderous accusation, you could say, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but that's simply not true. It, you know, end the conversation. It's simply not true. I'm sorry you feel that way. But you don't need to be no punching bag or 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 even apologize to them. When I say I'm sorry that you feel that way, I'm not saying you're right. I, I should reconsider. I'm saying I'm sorry for the way you're feeling right now because it's clearly crazy. <laughs> and, you know, there's been times uh, I remember a, a moment where I gave someone advice. They were they 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 were asking me advice about someone that was giving some sharp criticisms towards them. And they're like, what do you think I should say? And I, and I was just like, you need to just tell them, I'm sorry that you feel that way. And like, good luck to you. Like, let's move on. And they're like, well, I just feel like they need to know this. Like, they need to know that. And I was like, that's probably true, but they're not going to hear you. They're, no matter what you say to them, it's going to just create something crazier. Because the, all they're set up is that I'm right, you're wrong. And if you try to say, well, you're actually wrong in this, they're going to go crazy because you can't argue with crazy. And I'll tell you what, they ended up trying to give some criticisms back. They tried to, to share some thoughts with them in, a, in a, a humble, meaningful way. And guess what? They just went out crazy at them too. It just it, it, it was exactly how I said, and they went crazy. There's another example where someone uh, was uh, straight out slandering me. 
and, and I, I had to make a phone call and I, I I was set on being calm. I need to be calm and collective. And I even wrote out a list of of things to stick to and not go on a tangent of this or that. That I'm only gonna talk about these things and I'm gonna just be straight out and say, hey, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but you can't just be telling people X, Y, and Z. It's not true. And the best thing that you can do in these situations is be calm and as kind as you can because people will see how you respond. And as an extra credit piece, when it comes to online engagement, don't fight back. <laughs> don't fight back. It's not worth it. Just remember, all press is good press, okay? If people are talking trash to you online or talking trash about you online, it is, it is in a sense good. You're, you're being put in people's algorithm because they're saying, they're making all their comments or whatever. And most likely your followers will fight back for you. They'll fight your battles for you. <laughs> and you, you simply, you can simply use the same advice from above and just don't waste your time. You can reply with, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Good luck to you. And th that's how I'll respond when people t say ugly things to me online. I've had people, just like I said earlier, say, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. You need to go to school, back to school. And I just said, I I'm sorry that you feel that way. Good luck to you. <laughs> that's all you You don't need to waste your time arguing because it will just drain you and it's going to steal the good vibes that you have for the week. And I'm saying it's not going to just steal the good vibes for the day. You're going to waste the rest of the week thinking about how they spoke to you and what they said. It's going to mess you up. And people are just crazy sometimes. You need to just move on. Don't waste your time trying to talk sense into crazy. It just move on. I hope that that is helpful for you today. Let's end with some takeaway. Number one, examine your most recent criticism to find an area to grow as a leader, whether it's f growing from their feedback or whether it's growing from how you, how you responded. Number two, what is a two millimeter shift that you can make in your leadership style this month? What's, small, what's a small adaptation that you can make in your leadership style this month? And number three, develop your go-to response. <laughs> I'm telling you, it will help you so much. Develop your go-to response when receiving harsh feedback and decide in your mind and in your heart to be kind no matter what you say. You can steal mine if you want to. It is, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Good luck to you. Or you can create your own, whatever it is, develop it and have it ready because you're going to need it. I hope that this episode was meaningful and edifying for your leadership today. Can you do me a favor? Can you leave me a rating and review for this podcast? It really helped me out and it helped others to be able to see the show. Until next time, have a great life.